Hey guys, welcome to the HKC217 podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Sheffield Van Hire and this podcast is going to be talking about um, what we did at Clay Pigeon and his weekend at Clay Pigeon. Um, obviously, this episode is sponsored by Sheffield Van Hire. Um, do you want to go in a bit into detail about them? Yeah, so Sheffield Van Hire, they're a Patreon member who come on board, uh, I think they come on board this year, uh, with Nathan. Sheffield Van Hire, uh, they obviously hire vans. Uh, they also hire small vans, medium vans, long wheelbase vans, Luton vans, low loaders, refrigerated vans and refrigerated trailers. I'd like to know what a refrigerated trailer is. Yeah. Um, and on a postcard. So if you'd like to head over to sheffieldvanhirelimited.co.uk or search for Sheffield Van Hire Limited on Facebook. Uh, I think they're also on Twitter and they're also on Instagram. Uh, and make sure you say that we sent your team hashtag HKC. So for the final time this year, I'm going to say... Let's roll in. As we roll in. As we roll in. Come on. (laughs) So as we roll into the final round of the British Minibikes Championship, which was held at Clay Pigeon in or near Weymouth, which was in Dorset? I think it was in Dorset. I don't know. Dorset? It was anyway. Dorset, yeah, I can remember so the final round was a little bit far away, but yeah, we went to the final round and as we entered the final round of the championship, I've not really talked about this or we've not talked about this on the podcast, so no. we've not really done championship standings. Another reason why we didn't do championship standings is that when we recorded the post- podcast, a lot of the times the championship table had not been updated officially, so obviously I've been keeping track on it uh, on the spreadsheet, but we've not really mentioned it Uh didn't really want to mention that. It's yeah. changed position a few times. I think Hudson or Travis has been leading it most of the way through the season. I think at the start, Travis were, weren't it? Uh, no, you led it at the beginning of the season, then Travis yeah. took over, then you took back over and held on to it. So anyway, as we went into the final round of the championship, so I'm going to roll straight in to entering the final round of the B&B championship. You still had work to do. You went into the final round with a 10-point championship lead over Travis. So we'll touch on a little bit of this. It's not actually in this, but we kind of knew as we went into the final round yeah. kind of what you had to do a little bit. Um, we knew that it was still possible to lose the championship, definitely, uh, especially if Travis won all three races. You pretty much knew on the little plan that we had, if it was a plan that we had, that you at least need to be or come in front of Travis one of them one. three races, yeah. at least. And there were so many different variations on what could have happened. That is just simplifying what could, what one of the scenarios that we knew that would have let Hudson win the championship. Yeah. If he beat him once... Mm-hmm. More than likely, it was going to work out all right. But Hudson had to come bang behind him in race two or race three, or any variation. I mean, I could go on and show. There could be a flow diagram showing you different variations <laughs> of what could have happened. You definitely had to finish all three races. Um, so, like the pressure was on a, a, a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Like you were quite nervous getting into the weekend a little bit, but you knew what we had to yeah. do and we had a plan. Yeah. Um, so as we rolled into practice, uh, it were really bad conditions, uh, and as expected, 
on session one on practice day <laughs> only you and Travis went out straight away I think I think it must have been only you on that first one and I mean yeah, the conditions were really really bad only you and Travis went out yeah I think reason I'm... that we went out and probably the same reason that Travis went out and Danny or Danny sent Travis out was because we didn't know what was going to happen on Sunday so you kind of needed the wet practice because we didn't know what was going to happen we didn't know if it was going to be raining Sunday I mean like it said it was going to be thunderstorms on Sunday yeah um the weather did come it come at a different time to what we thought it would but that weather did that weather front let's come. say did eventually come so uh really good day friday uh not everybody had the transponders on i don't think the lifetime working anyway but um it transpired that we kind of knew what everybody had done a few people a few dads were talking to each other uh, i think danny told me uh, i told danny that hudson had done a 52 i think uh, I think I found this out on Saturday or Sunday, maybe. I think it was definitely Saturday. Uh, Valentino had done a 52 on Friday. Uh, I think Jack had done a 52 on Friday as well, or round about that. They're all pretty close. Uh, you could kind of tell on the track that they were all pretty close. So yeah. you were happy with your times, and your time were 52 on that Friday, which were, in some points, borderline unridable, really, because it, like the, the weather were just spitting. The track was grippy. Yeah, yeah, it were... It were quite grippy compared to um compared to three sisters three sisters is obviously a very grippy track but this came just um under um three sisters grip wide in the wet it's still all right though yes yeah, yeah still really good so yeah so friday did as much practice as you could in what was sideways rain at some point <laughs> yeah and it uh, literally loads of spray it came down whenever it wanted to and, and it really, really come down. When it came down, it came down. So that was Friday. Everybody knuckled in or knuckled down. You still have work to do. And kind of like the idea of that was let's get as much wet practice as we can because it might be a wet race at some point on Sunday. Yeah. So rolled into Saturday. Better conditions. Still wet in the morning. Uh, windy. Uh, and the track were drying quite quickly. You could see a few patches drying. Uh, went out first practice. Happy with first practice. Uh, everybody went faster. Yeah, they did. Uh, straight away, uh, in first practice. So the track were definitely dry. It was just a, l- a little bit less damp. I think people got into forty eights. Yeah, I think like I think Jack Jack sevens. might have been fastest in in first practice one. Yeah, everyone everyone end at weekend. Um... So like Saturday, we're like kind of wrote off, but this were a dry day. This so we were like let's think about this as a dry day in condition wise, which it were, and as we'll go on to explain, it got better and better. Yeah, and by the end of the weekend, you kind of needed wet. You needed wet practice and dry pack practice. So everybody had gone faster than Friday. Rolled into Q one. Said rolled in again. So <laughs> went into Q one. Uh, you were confident that you were going to at least get the front row, but the track were drying. Uh, still went out on wet. So uh, everybody shuffled around the order for Q one a lot. Uh, Hudson was, I believe you were, f- I wouldn't say following, you were just a little bit behind Jack and Valentino. Yeah. Um, and... You got into P2, uh, you pulled in to try and get a clear track, spoke to Steve, who were doing the pit board for him. Uh, Steve were like, we're happy with that. Um, there was still probably like seven minutes left of that session. Yeah, so I came in. You came in, had a little chat, I mean like for 30 seconds, 30 went seconds, back out on a clear track. Uh, and as you come back round past Steve on the pit board, you drop to what Steve had put were fourth. Actually, you were fifth. 
<laughs> and Steve just wanted to keep me calm. So, yeah, which Hudson knuckled down a little bit, put pin a little bit more, and he got into P1. And I mean, I need to look up these stats here, but everybody were pretty close there. He could yeah, have changed at any moment. It, I think he stayed were... in P1. Did you have the P1 board to rest the session? I, yeah, yeah, I did. So, yeah, we're really... I wouldn't say we were an outstanding time, maybe one third or a second, maybe yeah, faster. Yeah, two, I'll, two I'll, pull the, I'll put the stat up now um, for Q1. Um, I'm really happy with that. Like yeah. a front row start, you wanted a front row start, definitely. Uh, P1 and P2, we're in good positions there. Yeah. Uh, a little bit, P1 is what I would say should be where P1 is. The grids are equal yeah. in distance, distance, as in they're not set back. Uh, P1's a little bit better where it should be compared to other tracks where it's in a I don't think it's in a, as good a place but hey ho P1 so um, as we walked away from qualifying one we pondered down the paddock and we thought it'd be fantastic if it rained now yeah um, we were joking about it we were we? joking it that it rained so before that anyway you had to do qualifying on the 110 bike uh, sorry, on the one in the one forties. So you opted to run your one ten in the one forties. You went faster on your one on your one ten in the one forty session, is and that's the reason why you you went on your one ten in the one forty one. Yeah, because the times were so close, and you wanted to get a little bit more practice in, and you went faster in Q one of the one forty race on your one ten. That's confusing to say, and you got your personal best of P two on the grid in the one forty race, but. More, we weren't really bothered about that. Actually, we're just more no. happy that you got you gone faster. Yeah, yeah. In that Q one of the one forty race, then we joked it'd be good if it rained now, as we were waiting for qualifying two, <laughs> uh, and probably half an hour before qualifying two, we we're actually changing things. Yeah. We so were. the we changed the gearing a little bit because the gearing, you said that the gearing weren't right. In fact, in qualifying one, you actually said, "I don't know how I did that with that gearing and got P one." Yeah. If you can remember. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um so we, we changed the gearing a little bit, we got everything set up. Um the rain was due to come and it just come. Yeah, it just went just It just went. So that pretty much wrote off Q two for everybody. So the only people that went out in Q two was uh Valentino and Travis. Uh, yeah. we watched them on the live timing. Yeah. Uh obviously it was wet, so I wouldn't say well it's not detrimental to say that they were never going to beat that dry time well yeah fair fair play they did they were actually really really pushing yeah they did a really good they time because the yeah. fastest wet time on friday were probably like 51 52 seconds yeah and they as it we were watching the lifetime and like credit to them and they were at it as well both of them bang next to each other yeah um they went 48 yeah, which 48. we're really impressed with um which which were the times we were doing in the morning weren't it on on the friday morning 48s weren't it yeah probably so yeah so yeah it were very, yeah very good not times. 48 no no 48 is faster isn't it 52 you finished on friday your fastest 52. oh yeah yeah sorry so it rained and that pretty much wrote off qualifying two for pretty much everybody i think uh so it were a complete washout and we joked it wasn't done yet and it would be great if it rained which it did so we rolled into race one rolled into yeah, that's the third time I've said it. So <laughs> that was qualifying done. Uh, we all stopped, obviously, uh, stopped over. We had a massive meal and whatever not. It was really, really cool. Yeah, really good. Ready for race day. So on race one, and again, I'll just touch over that a little bit again, saying that 
we knew what you had to do. You got front row. You kind of had to beat Travis at one point over this weekend uh, to make sure that the championship were yours. That was kind of the, I wouldn't say tactic, but you, you knew just, that that was an objective. That was the objective. Yeah. You certainly couldn't let Travis beat you three times. Yeah, I had to. It did depend where Travis once. come. I yeah. mean, there were so many iterations. We actually simplified it a little bit for us and saying, "Listen, you just got to beat him at least once," uh, yeah. which I think worked. And better. if you can beat him, beat him. And if you can beat him, beat him. Uh, sounds easy to say that now. Not really. But it wasn't easy. Yeah. So into race one, we Hudson got a good start straight into the lead and got the whole shot. Led the race until lap three, where Travis overtook you going into turn one. You felt like you had to keep your cool and keep calm. You were watching his lines. Uh, I felt I felt this is coming obviously from Hudson. I felt like I had the pace along the start finish straight as I had better drive than him. Um, going along the start finish straight basically, basically. So you sat sat behind him a little bit. Had a few peaks. He creeped away yeah. a little bit, so he improved. Yeah. Uh, you improved a little bit more chasing him back. Uh, Again, you had a couple of sneak peeks coming up to lap nine. Yeah, and I just decided to... And with three laps to go... Just went uh, for it and tried to hold him off. Went, yeah, like I had to, it was along the start-finish straight pretty much where the the flag line were. Uh, sorry, the the start line were. Yeah. And you got into first position, uh, which were really important, and you held on to that lead for three laps and took first position, which was really important because that meant that you had a championship lead of 15 points uh, because Travis coming second with 20 points. So that means you had a 15-point cushion. Again, mathematically, I mean, like we could have had a massive whiteboard uh, working out <laughs> five different scenarios, yeah. 20 different scenarios, what could happen. That was a good start to race one. Um, so as you went into race two, a little bit of pressure eased off you, would you say? Yeah, it was... Um... You'd done one yeah, part of done, your little I'd job. I'd done quite, yeah, quite a big chunk of it. Um, and it was, I felt like in that first race that I had to come first just to get I mean, it, like, just to ease the pressure Travis for were bang the behind us second as well. and third races. I mean, like that race in race one were a fantastic race. So there were, I mean, like the pressure that Hudson were under, not only were he chasing Travis, obviously after losing the lead to Travis, Jack was bang behind Hudson as well. Yeah. Um, when it was Travis, Hudson and Jack. I mean, like, Jack had a little peek at Hudson, probably on the back straight, would you say? Yeah. So, like, you knew that Travis, sorry, Jack were bang behind you. And I mean, like, you could go through these scenarios now, like, if Jack had got in front of Hudson, <laughs> Hudson would have come in third. I wouldn't say it would have been a disaster, but it would have been what a, a bad case scenario if yeah. Hudson would have come third in race one, Jack come second and Travis come first because he would have took... Nine points out of you. Yeah, and then... Is that right? Yeah, nine points, yeah. It would have took nine points out of you, so you'd have gone into race two with a one-point lead. It's not very good. So, obviously, I mean, like, again, it's all right saying this in after the fact, but that's our... Impo- I wouldn't say that's our important race one way, but it were... It were quite a big thing. It were, it were a big-ish thing, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like Steve said, it's not done yet, but you've done one part of the, the plan this weekend. Yeah. So you rolled into race two said rolled in again so you went into race two uh started on pole and got away with what i got away from who i thought was travis but it was actually jack uh travis had dropped to p4 
I think he got stuck behind Valentino. Valentino did a move on him, move on him on the first corner. Well, yeah, on, on the first part of the race, I thought, I thought it was Travis behind me. Then I thought it was seen the pit board. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I thought it was Travis behind me, and then halfway through the race, I re- I thought this might be Valentino. Um, and then I was trying to figure out who it were. I couldn't see. Um, and then Steve put it up and said it was Jack on the pit board. Um, so I, that's when I figured out on the couple other laps. So that obviously helped me. Um, calm so, a little bit, yeah. yeah so calm. So I didn't know Travis was. So you led the race. Sorry to interrupt you there, but I'll get back on track. So you led the race. Jack was in P2 behind you. Jack overtook you on lap nine, but you were in P2 and you knew that you had a good lead on, lead on Travis because obviously Steve was showing you the pit board. Uh, you knew how far behind Travis were. I mean, like I think you could see him probably on the inside right at the back straight, probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he got into a little bit of a ba- battle with Valentino, but I think that the point that like Valentino, I wouldn't say held him up, but that little exchange stopped the train on what happened on race one because basically it was... Hudson, Travis, Jack, and then Travis, Hudson, Jack. Like that train didn't really change in yeah, race one. Just... And in race two, you stayed behind Jack, and I mean, like Jack actually pulled away from you a little bit, but yeah. you could, you felt like you could ease off a little bit. You didn't need to push as hard, yeah, um, because you knew that you had. I don't know. I don't know what the gap were, but you had a little bit of a gap. You could see Travis on the track, and you knew yeah. that that were important. That you need forgetting about the win. You knew that you had to just come in front of Travis. The win would have been nice. Yeah. It wouldn't have really changed anything for race three. Were, we actually knew that. I were a bit disappointed. I thought I thought I could have got the win, um, but it was just what it were. And well, fair play to Jack. Fair as well, play like, to Jack. He did. He, he had cruising. He were cruising. Yeah, he were pulling away from. I'd be interested to know who did fastest lap time in lap two. I shall pull up that sat now on the screen. Bing. So we rolled into race three. Race three again, we had to do a hundred different diagrams on what could have happened, but in race three, it was a little bit more simplified. Probably yeah. the most simplest explanation that we could have given you on your <laughs> yeah. rider pre-brief or post-brief after race two, that we basically went into the caravan, had a little bit of a debrief, or someone wanted to know what the point situation were, and after race two, you were 19 points in the lead going into race three. So that basically meant, in the simplest form, is that if you finish the race in race three, no matter where you finished, you would have won the championship. Travis, we didn't really explain this to Hudson, but if if Hudson had uh, would have come off in race three, uh, the only way that Travis could have won the championship was become was coming second or first. Yeah. Which could have happened very easily. Yeah, because uh, it just we didn't takes really explain that bit. Someone's come off and then it didn't matter what happened second. with Hudson; he just had to stay on, and that was. Uh, our call, mine and Steve's call, to like, that's the easiest way to explain to you. Like, just stay on the bike. Yeah. And Don't matter what you're doing, just stay on the bike. At that point, it was like, wow. Like, I felt, I felt like I'd done it. Obviously, it went over, but it, it was, weren't it over. Just... We opted for wets as well because we knew yeah. the ra- there were a big rain front coming. Yeah. Um, which just... we didn't think we were going to come. I don't know if everybody had wets on that race for you to be um, fair. Jack, Jack did, I think. I think, I bet Jack, Travis did as well. Travis surely. probably did, yeah. Well, everyone, Valentino I think did because did. Valentino didn't. They opted not to race because they knew that rain was coming. Oh! So they actually got to hold an really? area and went back and didn't start. Oh man! <laughs> so you got Unlucky. to race three this time in P two. I knew I basically had to finish the race and the championship was won. 
Uh, I let riders pass me. Um, I finished in fourth position, but most importantly, I finished. It rained midway through the race, so we was I was unbelievably glad that we opted for wet tyres. So I mean, like you coasted round. Yeah, uh, coasted round. Coasted round in Super there. Super slow. Jack actually lapped you. Yeah, Jack and Travis, I think, lapped me. Did Travis catch up with you? Yeah, Travis, Sid, and everyone lapped lap me. I don't, know if Tra- I don't know if Travis did. I, yeah, don't know. I, I think could, Sid yeah. did. Sid did and Travis, I can remember. Yeah, but they must have been thinking, what's going on here? Um, <laughs> yeah. and, and a weird little stat, I will have to look back on the record books on this one, that, since Hudson started racing, is the only ever race that is ever <laughs> finished last, ever. Apart from, obviously, a DNF. Steve that... Steve joked, joked when I when I um, came in um, that you you don't you haven't set the lap record you've slapped, you've set the lap record for the slowest lap ever ever I, on yeah, that I, track. I don't know what your lap times were they will have, we'll pull that stat up there but yeah that was slow. just an interesting th- thought that I thought wow that like that little thing's gone where Utter's never ever come last like right when he started on that is right beginning when he were in his novice season uh, rookie season whatever you call it all the way back then. Yeah. yeah, you never finished last, so I thought that was my name. Was in. I thought I pulled that stat out for you because I knew that stat. Um, so yeah, <laughs> so that was the championship one. Yeah. Um, we'll pull up a few little bits here now, so you can see on the screen if you're watching the video edition, where you can see uh, I stopped Hudson. We gave him a helmet, which you can see right here. Oh. Not the microphone. Oh, I'm just checking everything's working still. So yeah, we did a like a limited edition helmet. Uh, massive thanks to Mark from Eggs on Legs from that uh, who did that. Now I will say that that I weren't going to arrange anything to do anything like this, and then I changed my mind at the last minute, and I did change my mind at the last minute because I literally did it on the Thursday. I think. Yeah. Unbelievably. Very close. Um. So yeah, massive thanks for Mark for doing that. Also. Um, we got some confetti cannons. Um, um, I got some champagne bottles. Champagne. Um, again, I did that the last minute because I weren't going to do anything. Not that I'm superstitious <laughs> um, yeah. at all, but obviously I were superstitious because I, I opted not to do anything. But ultimately, I'm really glad that we did something. And I, I'll rewind this a little bit that at the beginning of the day, on the Sat Sunday, when obviously it was race day, Ooh. when it was race Sorry. day. Um, that we made. I said to Danny, um, "No matter, no matter what happens, I've got some champagne bottles, and whoever wins championship, Travis or Hudson, I'll give out champagne bottles at the end end of race three, and they can spray each other, regardless." Yeah, and that was obviously really fun and good to. Come yeah, I think in. it. And I mean, like, I do feel gutted for Travis. Really yeah. gutted for Travis, and and again, like. The sportsmanship between us all and Danny, massive respect to Danny. Like, it's been fantastic all year. Obviously, he's not a person like not to talk to a rival. I'm not a person yeah. who's not talked to a rival. Hudson and Travis have raced over the last couple of years, really good racing. They've brought each other on massively. Yeah. I mean, Travis is younger than Hudson as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Travis will come back strong. I believe Travis will come back stronger uh, from this. It'll still give him an hunger to win. Uh, and I thought we really thought I went over to Travis after Hudson had, Hudson had won. And again, 
Hudson said that he felt bad that they were like, were like celebrating that you won and Travis were outside there, but he put a little smile on Travis's face because I went across to Travis and I gave him a champagne bottle and I said, go and spray Hudson right in face. And like <laughs> Travis, Jack and Hudson were like spraying each other, which I've, I think like yeah. that were a nice finish a little bit and Travis actually went out and did his race three on race his 140 after that. Um, which were unbelievable, especially after all that drama. Yeah. Um, so yeah, good composure for that. So that would have... That was the championship over and done we. So Hudson won the championship. I've not got the points here, but I will put the standings up. So Hudson coming first yeah. position at the Ovale, 110 Cup. Uh, Travis coming second position. Jack coming third position. Uh, I believe, I forgot what the points were. I did actually look over there. It, yeah. I have, actually got, I have actually got the stats somewhere. Well, just... aren't we going to say the standings now? Yeah, I will just have a little look there. So the standings anyway for the one. 10 cup work Hudson were on 397 points Travis were on 381 points so Hudson won Travis by a mere 16 points really which is not really much you know what I mean it was not much but... a good half for championship fair racing yeah. yeah yeah fair racing again they brought each other on good Jack comes strong towards end of championship as well yeah so just to recap a little bit before that obviously if we rewind a little bit all the way back to race one uh, you did your 110 race race one yeah and then you did your 140 race one so you'd obviously qualified on pole on race one uh and hudson was in p2 uh i just do a little recap on what happened in that 140 race so hudson were on his one four, 110 uh wilson were on his 140 obviously yeah uh, wilson's obviously won that 140 championship uh hudson and Trav- uh, hudson beat wilson off at line a little bit and then he overtook uh hudson back on turn one and then, like, the battle continued on because it was only, like, 10 minutes after race one Yeah. with Hudson and Travis again. Hudson and Travis were both on the 110 bikes. And, I mean, this was, like, a copy of race one on the 110s, but yeah. in the 140 race, this time they exchanged places a few times. Travis overtook him on corner one. I think he outbraked him on corner one. He might have took you on back straight once as well. No, um, what, what on, yeah, no, Travis didn't. Um, he just over. did it on turn one. No, he did it um, in the infield, but... You did it on infield, so, yeah, yeah. sorry, they, uh, they exchanged places a few times, and, I mean, it, it for Hudson, it was an unnecessary race, really, um, but Hudson wanted to race it. Steve were putting Think Calm on the pit board because Hudson and Travis it. were just at it, bang at each other. They exchanged places about three times. Hudson felt like um, he could do the same move on Travis on what he did in race one. Now, bear in mind, he only did that one time Yeah. At, uh, in the 110 race. I think you did that exact move to him two times on that track, maybe three yeah. times. Yeah. And you held it back until the last lap. Uh, and, and in that race, because Travis was so fast in the infield and everywhere everywhere else, um, it was, I had to do it on the, last possible moment in the race that you could do it and obviously the last lap so Hudson did it on the last lap um, the I could kind of tell it was coming I, I could see that it was coming like I believe obviously Hudson's gearing might have been a little bit different there so this was the drive out of the final corner Hudson could get right up to Travis super yeah. close uh, up along the start finish straight probably closest finish that I've ever seen Hudson involved with first time <laughs> that he's had a uh, like a photo finish if you were looking at the photo finish but the I could tell Hudson had won looking at where the line was physically on the track but you don't know where the GPS marker is uh, 
and it transpired that Hudson pipped him on the line by 0.009 of a second, which were unbelievable. Um, <laughs> Hudson said that we're a right bus doing that. Steve were going crackers that you were you were racing that hard. Steve came in saying, can you read? Because <laughs> he had calm in big letters on board. I weren't looking at board all the way through race. So that was probably one of the best races. Like, that were really good. If that had been race one, my gosh, in the 110 race... <laughs> I'd have been having kittens. That would have been unbelievable. We were a fantastic race, that. Uh, so after that, we opted that we didn't want to really race... Well, we said that we didn't uh, want yeah. you to race in race two and race three. Hudson yeah. wanted to race in race two and race three. I wanted to, and then... It makes sense not to, though. Ma- yeah, yeah, because um, if you come off, smash the bike up, hurt yourself. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of scenarios, like, come off, lose your mojo, lose your lap. Not lose your lap time, but lose confidence in bike. There's a lot of situations yeah. in. Ultimately, obviously, we're we're concentrating on the one ten championship. So, but that were a fantastic race, and I mean, like fair play to Travis again. That that were a wicked yeah. race, probably better than race one. Probably best race of season. I mean, like obviously, sucks for what happened beating Travis like that. But yeah, for you, but you were like, wow, that were amazing. <laughs> on both sides, it were a good race. So that yeah. concludes that. So we got Elmate, we did all that stuff, sprayed him with champagne, all kids having a massive laugh. Uh, we opted to stay on Sunday, which were really cool as well. Yeah, um, they were. Uh, we opted to do like, it's a long drive back. Uh, Ike signed Hudson's Elmate, Ike were there, that's pretty cool. I'll flash that up there. Obviously, we've got this helmet there that's signed by the main Ovale man himself. So that concluded that, and Hudson is. The 110. The 110 champ, 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 as I've been calling him all week. <laughs> um, which are fantastic. You know what I mean, like, I wouldn't, me personally, just saying this from my point of view, like, when we started this, I didn't even know if we were going to win a race. Well, not even win a race. At first, I'll go back. I didn't even know if we were going to not finish last. I didn't know we were going to get a podium. I didn't know we were going to win a race in the 90s. I didn't know how this season we're going to go and it started off really well and you like won straight away on your GP. I mean, like that exchange that, over from that night to GP were min, really. I didn't yeah, really expect com- that to happen. Compared you, to other people, quite a lot of people struggle. Yeah, but... Well, well I wouldn't say struggle, but it takes a while for them to I mean, change. like Hudson could have raced in that night championship one more year and Travis could have as well. Yeah. I think both of us... Like Danny like said that like it was right decision that to like not race in that night championship again. It was um, well, obviously it were, not it? <laughs> yeah, we've seen examples before. Like not saying, well, we've seen examples before of people running both bikes in between, and, and I don't think it really confused. worked. Like if you are going to do this, like if you're listening to any advice, not not from me, not that I know anything from what I've just seen. I think like Jack's done one of the right routes that yeah. Jack's on his GP night eh, and he's on his 110 and you could see it. how Jack's progressed better through the year because he's basically going from the same bike with a 90 engine and he's going to the same bike with a 110 engine and racing with you guys and slowly as he's got used to doing that bike and got used to that GP bike bearing in mind he's not rode a GP bike at all I don't think yeah yeah he would um yeah, oh, I th- yeah, I yeah think, he did have GP yeah, right I th- before. Yeah, I think he did. But I mean, like, being on that, that bike. Yeah, that was definitely 90, the right decision 110, We tried to do that this year with the 140, yeah. 110. But it's... Ultimately, we, like, use the track time 
on yeah. the one ten because you need like you need to constantly improve that one ten time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, fantastic weekend, unbelievable weekend. In fact, uh, one of the best weekends ever. We stopped all on Sunday. There must have been like thirty five of us that stopped over Sunday. Yeah. Massive thank you to Rowan. Uh, we all went in there, um, like their motorhome, massive awning that they've got. Uh, we all ordered a takeaway. In. And obviously, they weren't. We weren't only celebrating my championship oh, yeah, win. Yeah, so we're they were celebrating. Rowan, Rowan had won championship Rowan. as well. Unfortunately, Luca had been pushed to second or third in that one night of championship because of what happened at Wilton Mill. That's obviously sad, but he still got a championship trophy. Yeah, for coming second or third in that championship. Uh, also, Ralph got his first podium in the one forties. That was fantastic as well. Yeah, we all celebrated um, that. A few, a lot of people wrapping up the championship that weekend. Yeah. So we'll roll through and we'll go on to the next bit. Um, so. We'll go through the results and we'll show the standing. So when I'm reading the top three, I'll say this a little bit better this time. So this is the, these are the results, and then I'll show I'll flash up the championship table, table from that championship. So this is the AMR Moto SM, well SM90 championship first. So in oh, yeah, third sorry. position, and this again this is to do with clear pigeon. So these are the clear pigeon results overall. It's Joshua Herring in second position. It's Caden Heron. And it's in first position, it's Leo Soliuks, who we know when we swipe onto the next screen, uh, this was a tighter championship. Well, yeah. I believe it was tighter. Well, not really, actually, no. But no, not really. 30, well, it still could have gone to the last day. Yeah. Anyway, so championship standings overall in the AMR 1, AMR 90 championship is Harrison Quinset in third position. In second position, it's Joshua Heron. And in first position, congratulations to somebody who you raced with last year as well. Yeah, Harrison Quincy. Up, uh, no, in th in first position. First, it's, oh sorry, yep, I'm in wrong one. Leo Soliu. And Leo Soliu in first position, who's like come on really well. Yeah. Um, so he's a he's a SM90 championship champion. Uh, we'll look over to the next one, which is. Not this one that we're looking at here. That we do know that Jack Hamilton won the ninety AMR ninety Mini GP Championship. Yeah. Um. So he's won that championship as well. Um. So congratulations to Jack Hamilton. Yeah. So we move over to the Moto Ovale One Ten Cup, which is obviously the race that Hutton's in. So in third position it was Travis Short, and in second position it was. Me. Hudson Cooper, and in first position overall at Clay was Jack, ja Jack Hamilton. Hamilton. And then we roll over to the championship standings, and in third position in the championship, it finished Jack, Jack. Hamilton. In second position, it finished Travis, Travis Shaw. Shaw. And in first position, congratulations, it was me, Hudson Cooper. So that's that one. Uh, we'll go into the uh, Ugly and Co. JSM, try that again. We'll go to the Ugly Co <laughs> Mini GP 140 Championship, 140 at Clay. So in third position, it was Valentino Kirk. In second Kimmy position, Kirk. it was Wilson Dilks. And in first position, and I believe that that's his first Mini GP 140 win, it was Travis Shaw. So that was fantastic, that. Yeah, because um, Wilson, I don't think he did the final race, did he? Well, I don't want to. I wouldn't say that. Yeah, That's yeah. like taken away from his Yeah, I know, but... but obviously Travis did 
an amazing job in in that as well. Yeah, I think he got a podium. His first podium, the last round. Uh, I think yeah. he come second or third uh, overall the last round. So he got his first one forty trophy, and that's his first one forty win. And there, you got to be in it to win it. Yeah, and he won it. <laughs> yeah. So congratulations to Travis. And then we look over to the mini. So many different words here. So Mini this GP. is the Ugling Co. Mini, Mini GP, GP 140 Championship table. And in third position, it's Trevero. He just says Trevero on the standings. Thorley <laughs> Trevero. In second position, it's Tyler Humphreys. And in first position, congratulations to the Mini GP Ugling Co. 140 Champion, Super Wilson Dilks. Uh, as we look at that championship table, you can see that Travis come fourth in that championship. So congratulations to Travis. That's yeah. really good. Um, you come sixth in that championship as well. Yeah. Which is a good crack at whip. Yeah. Your first yeah, attempt not at that. Too bad. Um, and considering we didn't actually, we, ri- we opted not to race a few of them races. We, we missed out two on that final round. Yeah, you can see uh, We didn't race one at... We didn't do one at uh, Ella Park. Ella, yeah. Because you were hurt. Do, yeah, yeah, because... Um, and we didn't do one at Wilton Mill because your neck were hurting as well. And obviously this round as well. Yeah, so you've missed like five. five well, let's say two there. So you missed four of, four of them rounds. Yeah. But anyway, anyway. again, you've got to be in it to win it. <laughs> so that good crack at whip that, really. And yeah. again, like the majority of that season, pretty much you've run like you won 10 there. Definitely running first round. Yeah, yeah, you can't, you can't forget that, that I was running... About one ten, the pretty much whole time, except from a couple of races. On on and off, yeah, I think you run it yeah. at Ella Park, yeah. So yeah. anyway, so we go through to the Ugling Co. JSM one forty. So in third position in that, congratulations to Arnie Carr. In second position, it's Joel, Joel Grieg. Grieg, and in first position, it's George, George Bowles. So congratulations to Joel George Bowles for winning the Ugling Co. JSM 148 Championship. Uh, George Bowles, you'll know and you'll have seen him that he actually did a couple of, I think he's done two wild cards at British Talent Cup. Yeah, he has. So it's somebody we know like pretty well. Good family, good kid, yep. good laugh. <laughs> so yeah, and we go into the next one, which is, I've not got the stats there, but I do know that this, this is, is the 160 Ovali Cup. So the 160 Ovalley Cup was in third position, Thorley Trevero. Oh, says it on this one. <laughs> in second position, it's Tyler Humphreys. And in first position, it's Wilson Dilks. So congratulations to Wilson Dilks. Now, this standings as well, if you look at the, the standings there, that uh, this also counted towards the FIM Mini GP Championship. Unfortunately, Wilson were too young to qualify for that. So yeah. Tyler Humphreys uh, and Thorley Trevero are out in Valencia like next week uh, racing yeah. in the world finals which we're super super excited about um, I'm sure Wilson will be back cracking the whip at that next year when <laughs> yeah. he's eligible so unfortunately weren't able to go just because of the age rulings but excited for Tyler excited for Thorley excited to see Wilson next year as well yeah um, really really good competitive championship that and again like you'll see some links we'll be sharing it on social media that uh, there's a lot of there should be a lot of coverage there should be live races on that yeah so we go over to the mini GP 190 coastline graphics cup yeah uh, 
I and don't think that's right there, what I've got on that graphic there, Wilson Dilks. No, no, Wilson Dilks raced his 160 in the 190s. Yeah, but I don't know if he come in third position. Did he not? I'm not sure, I'm not sure. Oh, anyway, that, right. ma- that might be that might be wrong. What I do know is Izzy Carter come in second position. Okay. Overall, and Kobe Garbett come in first position, and that secured, and I'm going to have to skip forward a little bit, that secured... Uh, Kobe, who, uh, sorry, in third position, um, Luca Wilkinson. So yeah. Luca unfortunately got pushed down into third position on that 190 uh, GP 190 championship. Yeah. Uh, because they obviously misses like the last two rounds. In second position, it's Izzy Carter. And in first position, who we celebrated there. And Steve was there and Luca was there. And they celebrated equally with them. Like it, Kobe won that one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that were really good. Felt a little bit sad for Luca, but he took it like a man. <laughs> um, he weren't disappointed. He went down all day. In fact, credit to him and Steve, like they come yeah, to the final round a long way, come a long way to support us. So we'll go into the mini GP one ninety uh, senior class. So in third position, it was Tim Patterson at Clay Pigeon. In second position, it was Andrew Thompson. And in first position, it was Peter Hickman. Hickey Sixtet, who come that weekend just to mess up that championship. <laughs> I'm only joking. <laughs> just to come along and have a little blast round. Obviously, he's a super busy guy. Uh, I will look at the standings there. So there's a one night championship standings, which it shows you Brian Hamilton, Andrew Thompson, and Tim Patterson winning it. But also, there was another sub uh, race in that, which is the Coastline Graphics Cup. So in third position, it's Simon Bogg. In second position, it's Tim Patterson. And in first position, it's Andrew Thompson. Again, I'll say this now, that looking at these results, it's not always set in stone. I'm only going on, don't shoot the messenger. I'm only going on what it says on the B&B website. (laughs) We will do a final final roundup of the year. And we'll, as we're speaking now, the B&B website are actually going up and showing page by class by class who's won. Uh, Hudson submitted his photo for the 110 class. Yeah. Obviously, we, we kind of know what's happened in that one, but until you kind of see that that post, you kind of know what's happened. So, we roll in to uh, the... I've said rolled in again. We go to the Saimoto 140 class. So, in third position, it's Stephen Humphreys. Uh, sorry, this is the clay pigeon overall results. So this is in third position, Stephen Humphreys. In second position, it's James Sidebottom. And in first place, it's Harvey Lathrop. (laughs) And I say Lanthorpe. Is that right? Yeah, that's totally wrong. So it's Lathrop. Yeah. So he's running AMR. Massive congratulations to AMR. So that's AMR's first season. So that's meant to be a totally stock bike as well. Um, I mean, like um, Andy and his wife, they've been fantastic this year. They've really settled in really good in the championship. I hope they've really enjoyed it. And like the the first crack of the whip, uh, they won a 140 (laughs) championship, which is absolutely fantastic. So Harvey's like riding for AMR. So that's really good as well. So the overall standings in that championship was third position, Stephen Humphreys, second position, Ben Lord. And Ben's been riding for AMR as well. So they've actually got a 1-2 in that. And in first position, it's Harvey Lathrop. Lathrop. Don't say Lanthorpe. So congratulations to AMR and congratulations to Harvey. So we're going to the next one, 
which is that uh, let me have a look yeah okay yeah so this is the mini bike 160 class pit bike spares from clear pigeon so in third position it's simon portus in second position it's nathan gardner who i believe's uh that's that's harrison quince's uncle isn't it or something i don't know i don't know i'm sure it is I'm sure it is anyway you might know and in first position it's andrew thompson who we know andy yeah really well so he's riding an ovale 160 in that uh, i think you can just run whatever you want in there it can be supermoto it can be mini gp yeah obviously he's riding his mini gp there I think. 160 10 inch i think yeah so congratulations oh, sorry that's the results on that round yeah. so we go into the overall results of that championship so in third position it's andrew thompson it says andrew andrew thompson there in second position yeah. it's andrew rayfield and in first position in the 160 mini gp jsm mini gp whatever it's called uh pit bikes 160 yeah uh harvey laythorp laythorp yeah lanthrop laythorp laythorp sorry apologies <laughs> <laughs> so we go into the mini bike vets 160 uh for clear pigeon overall and in second position it's michael judkins and in first position it is mike Nel ne mike nellians Nellens. 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 Anyway. Nellens. 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 Apologies. Apologies. So they, that was the um, Vets 160. I don't know why I was saying apologies. Laughing at his name. Oh, I'm just laughing at how rubbish we are at saying names. <laughs> so in third position in that uh, Vets championship it was Tony <laughs> Reveler. Reveler. in second position it was Michael Judkins and in first position it was Michael <laughs> yeah Michael Just Michael Michael Nellins 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 so we go into the super mini for clear pigeon overall results in third position it was Lewis Smith in second position it was Jamie Callan and in first position it was Lawrence Wardle, Wardle. And we go into the championship table for the Super Minis. Uh, in third position, Jamie Callan. In second position, Lewis, Lewis Smith. Smith. And in first position, Lawrence Wardle. Wardle. Congratulations to Lawrence Wardle. And we talked about these numbers being wrong or we didn't understand it. Um, so in the points. they have double points they in that for points. some strange reason. No idea why. Don't know why. Uh, so if you win a race, you get 50 points. If you come second in the race, you get 40 points. And if you come third in the race, you get it is actually 32 a bit, points. It is actually a bit more simple, that. So it's not like in the fives, it's just tens. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't again, know. Again, to me, it doesn't make a difference. But Well, <laughs> it does make a difference. But you're getting double points. So anyway. Anyway. So that is the championship standings. And the overall results for Clay Pigeon will go on to the Fantasy League. Yep. Um, and we're rolling into the final round, so we'll flash these up and go through these quickly. Uh, again, there's a prize for coming overall first in this Fantasy League. We've had over 85 players this year. It's been fantastic. Make sure you yep. get involved next year. We're going to come back bigger and better. Hopefully, we'll get more 
sponsors on board. RW Paintworks have come on board. They're sponsoring and they're going to give away some prizes from their RW Paintworks accessory store. Um, so playing card company, he's going to uh, do uh, some prizes. I think he's got a £20 gift voucher for a card. Like they do all custom cards. So custom cards, um, gift voucher or something like that. So we're going to do that. We're also going to chuck in a few bits and bobs ourselves for that. So we're going to yeah. do an overall winner. And we're going to struggle to find out who these overall winners are because we've got no emails associated with them. So hopefully they listen to the podcast. Hopefully they must follow Hudson on socials because there's 85 people here that we, we only know probably 75 of these people in this league. <laughs> For instance, in first position, and it looks like he's got it sewn up, it's BR, BRT Solo 96 from India. Uh, he's pretty much got this championship wrapped up there, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, in second position, it's E-A team or E-A-R team from Portugal, yeah, Portugal, that. Um, in third position, it's Promicia Racing. I love saying that, Promicia Racing. <laughs> I'd have to search them. I might be able to find out some info. Yeah. Um, and they're from Italy. Italy. In fourth position, it's team, team JD from Britain. And in fifth position, it's MVET from uh, the USA. USA! America! Um. I'm just trying to look on there. So, like for second place, it's quite it's quite tight for second place, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's quite tight. Yeah, look. yeah, very tight. So, Not rolling happy. down the people that we do know. So, El Loco, which is Luca Wilkinson, has used his. Oh, he's still got one left. He's, he's but got he's one used left, one. but he's he's used one, so he's probably. Luca's in mix there for jumping up to like second. Yeah, he could. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's all it's all tight all the way down to. So second. Luca's done fantastic in that. So Luca's in seventh position. Uh, I've had a massive surge up the rankings and I've got up to is somebody else in front of me? Uh, no, nobody I know. So I'm in eighteenth position. Yeah. Um I'm just trying to stay in front of RW Paintworks, which is close. In twentieth position. Uh other people that we know, Rambo is in twenty fifth position. Rambo yeah. could he have a sniff there, John? Um forty but no, not really. Uh although John, John and Dan knows. From S20 Racing, which they're, is S20 Doors and they Floors. They are battling. They are battling. There's actually point, one, point five or a point in point between them. Point five of a so point between them. No bonuses. In fact, if we have a little look on what they've got up, we do know that um, Dan's got a bit of a better lineup than... I'm not going to press it. Dan's got a bit of a better lineup than um, John. Steve's still there. I know he's a bit out of the mix. So Steve's in 28th position. Yeah. Well, I'd have to keep on scrolling here and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. scrolling. Uh, Hudson's in 50th position. Uh, 50th? 48th. 48th position. Oh, sorry. 48th position. Uh, and Jack, who oh, we've talked about before, Jack's in 69th position. He joined quite late. Um, Hopefully he can get a new start um, next year. Yeah, and I want everybody like everybody to get involved with yeah. this next year. I want it to come back bigger and better. I'm just going to try and get some prizes. We don't make no money from this. It's been fun saying these all year, really. Yeah. We've enjoyed doing yeah, it every it round, forgetting each round as well. I've been on top of mine. I am. <laughs> That's why I'm in 48th. Yeah, you need to be on top of it. You need to swap yeah. them around and whatever not. So, yeah, there's 85 people in that league. Unbelievably, two people have joined with one round to go. So, I don't know why they've done that. Don't know why. Uh, we have got a link on there in the description, so if people did know it. So, if... And I want to do it better next year. Yeah. Uh, Really chuffed that we had 85 people. We had no idea, like, it were going to grow that much. Yeah, we thought we'd be we'd getting... We'd have 10. We thought we had 10, yeah. 
So it's been absolutely fantastic. And then just like blown up. So that is that. Have we got anything else to cover? Um, no, that's it. That covers pretty much everything, I hope. Yeah. Yeah. So. So if you want to, uh, just to wrap up there. So obviously that's the final round of the championship. I hope you've enjoyed listening to these podcasts over the year. Uh, it's been really good recording them. Yeah. Uh, it's been really good looking back and talking about everything that we've done each round. I think it's a good little light review thing to look back on, even just for us to look back on. Yeah. Um, we've got some exciting things to come up. So obviously we talked about that we did the Patreon flat track day. So we've got some more exciting stuff coming up with the Patreon thing. So we've got... Yeah. Um, We've got plans in place to potentially be doing a trials day up at Inch Perfect Trials. We're on about potentially doing um, some more flat tracking again. Obviously, a lot of people have shown interest in that. Yeah. We're on about go-karting. We might even do some paintballing. Uh, some fun. days like that. The go-karting thing, um, there's like a, there's a few uh, there's a few companies where you can do it where it's dad and lad so the parents can race. And the dads can race. I've actually been thinking about that today a little bit where we could actually do a kids' championship and an adult championship and have yeah, like yeah. a HKC karting cup or something. Yeah, that'd be um, cool. So that, that's really good. We're not doing it to make any money, are we? We're just doing it for fun. If you want to get involved in that and you want to make sure that you get a place, and this is the only reason why I'm doing this or why we're doing this, is that if you're joining on the Patreon level at £1 a month, you will find out and be able to reserve your place first because we're always going to offer out places for these days to Patreons only. So we're not trying to get you to pay. No, not Patreons. No, we'll offer it out to Patreons. Patreons will get offered first. First. And, and then, then it's opened up to everybody. it's opened up to everyone. And there might be spaces for everybody. Join. I'm yeah. just doing it that way. I think that's a fair way of doing it. Um, um, and I mean, like, if you pay £1 a month, you're going to pay £12 over here. And it's not exactly your breaking bank there to yeah. be involved. But it's a fair way of doing it. Yeah. And, we, and the, the Patreons are like sponsors as well, like high-level sponsors. It's not just like people paying a pound a month. There's high-level sponsors there, so yeah, it gets yeah. offered to everybody in that that way. I think it's a fair way of doing it. Yeah. Um, and we're excited to do some of that stuff over with now. We've got some exciting news coming up to do with what we're up to next as well. Uh, I'm sure you'll be seeing that on social media tomorrow, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Um, or today, depending on when you listen to this podcast. If you're listening to this podcast, don't forget you can watch the video edition, which includes pictures, uh, live footage, if available, um, of the racing over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there's like behind the scenes video that we flash up as we're talking about it. So that's on YouTube. It's also on Spotify video. Yep. So you can watch it on Spotify video. Not a lot of people know that, that on Spotify you can watch that video. So. If you open up the Spotify app on, on your phone, if you go and look at it when it's playing, it actually shows you the video that I'm talking about. If you do listen on Spotify, it's also available on audio-only format everywhere. Um, that Searching your podcast app for the HKC217 podcast, you know that because you're obviously listening. Yeah. Um, a lot of people like to listen to it as they're travelling to racing or travelling to whatever they're doing. Yep. Uh, if you want to leave a message or a voice message, there's a link in the description. You just click on that link. It pops up a web page where you can record it straight on your phone and we can put that voice message straight into this podcast. You can ask a question for us to answer. Yep. Um, yeah, obviously any suggestions. Any suggestions that you want to put in there, you can chuck them in that as, as well. Yep. Um, I do actually have... I haven't got my phone, have I? 
I do know that somebody asked the question in the email and a question and I forgot it. Well, we'll have to answer it in... We'll do that in the Roundup podcast. In the Roundup one, yeah. Right. Yeah. So that is that. Don't forget to follow Hudson on all socials. Uh, search for at Hudson Guy Cooper. Yeah. Uh, if, you say, if you're struggling to put that in, search for the hashtag HKC217. Hudson's socials are on everything. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Leave a comment if you can. Uh, we really appreciate that. We're trying to build up on that channel, which is going really well. Yeah. Uh, and if you just want to check everything out that we're up to, you can go to hkc217.co.uk and you can pretty much see everything on there. Uh, links in the description. Uh, and that's it for the 2022 season. Yeah. And that's at wrap. wrap. So not only are we rolling in, we're rolling out. <laughs> so yeah. we'll see you at the next podcast, which will more than likely be a roundup. We've got some really exciting things to be talking about soon in the next up and coming weeks. Uh, we'll be doing a podcast. We've got a exciting interview that we've got sorted as well. Uh, we'll be on the podcast. Hudson uh, don't know about that yet. Uh, so... Thanks for listening. Hope you've enjoyed it this year. See you at the next one. Bye.